Welcome to the Tom Bigby Tales. I'm your host, Shannon Evans. And today's episode is, oh my goodness, what else can they lie about? Well, 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 apparently the soon-to-be former CVB director, Nancy Carpenter, has been listening to the Tom Bigby Tales podcast and agrees that the various things they are doing to promote tourism online at the CVB could be done better. Well, do better? How about just start doing something, anything in social media? You would think with over $200,000 spent on marketing last year, as well as the year before, they would already have that part figured out. Carpenter wants to throw more money at their already overpriced and underperforming website per the November 17th article in the Dispatch. She goes on to say the website is, quote, difficult to navigate at times. It's difficult because it has broken or missing links or just plain old missing relevant content related to their mission. She claims the goal of the website and social media is to, quote, spread awareness of tourism events around Columbus, close quotes. Man, that's rich considering nothing at all has been done to promote her arts and antique show just this month alone. Nothing at all was on social media from their channels. Virtually nothing was on the website for the event and the dates, much less the venue, were not even listed until less than a week prior to the events and due to pressure from the Tom Bigby Tales. Why did no one at the dispatch even mention these issues in the article? Perhaps the most ludicrous claims Carpenter made that were unchallenged by the paper is her exaggerated claims about converting the Elks Club into a museum. She has had almost 10 years to get that project funded with significant grants and capital campaigns, yet nothing of note has been done until she got caught without a venue for the most recent arts and antique show in in early November, and she announced she would hold it in the decrepit Elks building that she had ignored since prior to the pandemic, pretty much since the purchase of the building. You know, The building that is so derelict, the roof leaks, that the porch was rotted through and the ceiling fan is warped and delaminating. Yeah, that building. The dirty one that the windowsills inside were caked in dust and the outside, once white window frames, were black with road grime again. Uh Uh-huh, that building. The one that the rotten porch's paint was so cracked and peeling that she threw cheap Walmart fake oriental rugs over them to cover the damage. Uh Uh-huh, that place. The same place she is lying about and claims that folks in town are suddenly interested in investing in, yet refuses to name who those uh, potential investors might be or the amount they are willing to invest. Yeah, that building. Carpenter keeps telling the press the same tired old lies about building a museum, yet The CVB board shut her down on that project over a year ago, a project that was shut down because all her claims and pipe dreams are based on conjecture that it will attract five to 10,000 visitors a year. Yet in five plus years, she's yet to have conducted a single market study or feasibility study. Carpenter continues to irrationally make claims and attempt to throw money at a project the board put on hold and recently 
October in the dispatch, discussed divesting the CVB of the building and putting it up for sale. So why did the dispatch in this article not even once bring up their coverage of these facts from the CV board B board's president, Liz Terry, or Treasurer Quinn Brislin, based on their own previous reporting? It seems as if the dispatch has become Carpenter's personal PR pages. Why did they not ask her why she did not already have grants secured for renovating to the tune of $700,000, as she has predicted already? Why did they just publish everything that woman, a known liar, says? Why didn't they ask her why she plans to where she plans to find the additional three and a half to five million dollars she claims the rest of the museum project will require. Not once does the article refer to the CVB board, their budget, or the taxes citizens pay to fund the CVB and that building. That's some pretty subpar investigative journalism right there. What is probably most interesting is Carpenter telling the world she will make less than $20,000 a year at the helm of the foundation. And that foundation board president, Brenda Willis, claims Carpenter, quote, felt like a good fit for the nonprofit CEO role. Good grief. What a crock of hooey. Willis was part of a three-person board that with Carpenter present at the same table, nominated and seconded Carpenter as CEO without so much as a single sentence of discussion at the protest of Sonic Johnson's, the board treasurer. Carpenter was then voted in while, while present. In the time there was, in that time, there was never anyone else allowed for consideration of the position, much less any notice for applicants, etc. Carpenter's BFF, Willis, shoehorned the old gal right into the job. But again, no discussion or consternation or even mention of this highly unethical selection of their CEO, much less of a challenger to, of the lies that Willis told was ever made by the paper. I have some questions for their foundation. On um, where is Carpenter's $19,000 salary going to come from, as it's not explicitly listed in the current budget for the year? Where is Carpenter's office going to be in the building? Surely the other employees are not going to be kicked out of, the, out of that one tiny existing office space. Where in the budget will they fund her phone and her mileage? Where is, a, where is a computer for her dedicated use in the budget? She can't take her CVB uh, equipment with her. She's already been told that and had to sign a document stating that she would not mix the two. What will be her duties at the Tennessee Williams house? Will she take a turn each week as a greeter? What exactly is the mission of the Tennessee Williams and the Cultural Heritage Foundation? other than preserving the Williams house and to greet tourists. Clearly, this is a part-time job and $20,000 a year is perfect. But Carpenter has already told her new board she can move money around in the budget to fund her new position. Perhaps that's why she stated that it will cost 70, that $70,000 in renovations to the Williams house will actually cost $290,000. 
maybe that's the 120000 she previously was earning at the CVB before she was forced into retirement, which will start in April of 2024. She's Maybe she's planning to use that $120,000 difference to fund her new position because, you know, she says she can find money by moving things around in the budget. But again, no one has questioned why she claims scraping and repainting the exterior, resetting a porch pier, and replacing a few bits and bobs of siding would be estimated at $290,000. This isn't Seattle. This is Columbus, Mississippi. Work does not work does not cost that much. No wonder all bids for actual work now must be opened by the CVB's attorney, John Brady. The CVB already knows that Carpenter spends their money like a drunken sailor on payday. That's why she is on a financial leash with their accounts. Wonder how long it will be before the foundation has to do the same thing with her. In the meantime, they need to lock up their wallets and handbags to prevent her from picking their pockets and their accounts clean. This is Shannon Evans and the Tom Bigby Tales.